Paul Charchian here, longtime fantasy players. You'll remember my first fantasy company, Fanball.com, one of the original fantasy sports sites. Great news. I've got the band back together. Yes, Fanball.com is back with many of the same people, and we're ready for a new era. You know I built LeagueSafe as the industry's first consumer protection service, making sure that winners got paid, so it shouldn't surprise you that Fanball.com is the only fantasy sports company built from the ground up with a singular mission to ensure fair play. In addition to all the awesome free content that you remember from Fanball, we also have season-long and daily fantasy sports contests. And best of all, Fanball.com has the Fanball number. Your Fanball number identifies your skill level and ensures that you play in contests against players at your skill level. No longer will regular players like you be overrun by hundreds of expert-level entries into your contests. If your Fanball number is 55, you're not going to be playing against experts rated in the 80s and 90s. I've leveled the playing field with a fanball number at fanball.com. Get your fanball number today. Explosive. Output. Podcast. The Explosive Output Podcast. Hey, it's the Explosive Output Podcast. We're back again. It's only episode four. Wow. Four. Yeah. But we got our, our biggest guest to date. We got the blue check marked Kyle Radke from uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves media team. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And like I said before, we, we talked a little bit before this, my family, they think every like Christmas and holiday that the blue check mark is like more money. They're like, Kyle, why do you wear those shoes? Those are, they're expecting much better three gifts years. is what yeah. they're saying. Well, I, they, they, I, they want you to get them better stuff. It's my sister's birthday and I just Venmoed her $30. She's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, $30? $30, you're 21. Like That's more than fair. That, that's a huge yeah. thing, right? Yeah, okay. Who Venmos somebody money for their birthday well, i thought it, i thought her birthday was yesterday <laughs> so I, it's a whole story so i texted her yesterday and said happy birthday yeah she says well it's tomorrow and i'm like oh <laughs> this is awesome and i didn't have a gift then either so whatever <laughs> but I, who venmo's 30 bucks I, I don't know i felt lazy i did it on my walk over here i was like yeah this is nice you can go buy some drinks all right so kyle uh you can follow kyle at kyle underscore radke uh he does have the big blue check mark next to him he uh is the digital content manager for uh timberwolves and timberwolves.com the local team five in a row right now yeah and uh heading into golden state this evening that should be a i i haven't watched nba basketball in a long time yeah this might be appointment viewing plus it's like late so mm-hmm. kids are in bed i can sit down have a cocktail and and watch a the Kevin Durantless, ah, uh, come on, no yeah, Kevin Durant. He, he's out with a hip injury, and that that does stink. But at the same time, as a Minnesota sports fan, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, fine with that. Well, Win like, six in a row, I guess. But so I, I've never played fantasy basketball before. Mm-hmm. This year, we we're in this big office here at Fanball headquarters, and I was like, let's get let's get a fantasy basketball league going, just so. Like, I can get kind of back in touch. The Timberwolves are exciting this year. I'm, yeah. I'm excited about the team. Of course, Kevin Durant was my first pick. Now he's out with a hip injury. Gordon Hayward was my second pick. Wow. Uh, who else do I got? Uh, Nikola Miritich. Then, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. And your next pick was Greg Oden. <laughs> um, followed by Sam Bowie. So you have a really good team. Your team is just really coming together. Alfred Payton, he's out. Al Farouk Aminu, he's out. Oh, it's, 
It's a nightmare. Yeah. It, if if you're on my roster, you're going to get hurt soon. <laughs> you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So luckily for you, I have no Timberwolves on my roster <laughs> at all. That's good. But D'Angelo Russell's probably going down in about a week. So. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about uh, how you got started. You're you're a young pup. You're twenty what twenty four, twenty five, twenty seven, twenty. You're that old? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, okay, so you I just got a baby face though. Yeah, that's you're right. Okay. So I just got done with the. I went to Lifetime, worked yep. out over lunch. The instructor, she asked me if I liked this song. It was an older song, and I said, Yeah, I love it. She goes, You look like. She goes, Well, what are you twenty three? And I'm like, I mean, it's fine. Well, <laughs> it's like nobody takes a 23-year-old serious. But I'm 37, and I get that I'm younger than that all the time. I still get carded a lot, too. Yeah, it's good. It's not Sometimes, a bad thing. Yeah. My my wife's the same age as me, and she doesn't get carded, Ugh. and she gets all ticked off. So. Zing. Yeah. Hey. So, but um, tell us how you got your start and how you got here today. I'm. Uh, where'd you go to high school? Ricori. Oh, you're you're up there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Eric Decker. Eric country. Decker land. I'm actually going to his brother's wedding on Saturday. <laughs> so fun fact, we're just tying everything in. So Eric Decker will probably not be at the wedding. He will not he, be. He's got a. Mm-hmm. Well, that's lame. Why did they schedule it during football season? I don't know. What What are they thinking? I don't ask questions. Uh, did you go to school at the same time he was there? He was two or three years older than I was. I think okay. he must have been a senior when I was a freshman. All right, or maybe a senior when so I was a sophomore. So you're probably a little pup at the at the games watching. Yeah. Decker roll down the field. That's fun. And then uh, I, I I know that there's a couple steps in between, but you ended up uh, writing for us at League Safe Post back in the day. Yeah. Um, but you were also, you, if I remember correctly, weren't you with K-Fan yep. as an intern as well? Mm-hmm. Tell I me was, about, a little bit about that. Yeah, so my senior year of college, uh, I was the editor-in-chief of the Mankato Reporter. Uh, the, the so school, you went to MSU? Yep, the okay. school paper there. And which I was just talking about this yesterday. It's, I was probably the worst editor-in-chief ever, <laughs> like I would think, because the second semester I got the internship with KFAN, and then I was there Tuesdays and Thursdays, I want to say, okay, from like 9 a.m. until 3. I worked PA show in Common. Okay. And production day at the Reporter was Mondays and Wednesdays, so I was at the – and we got paid like five grand for being the editor-in-chief, which in college is like – it's not bad. Well, like I yeah. think it might, might have been like even per semester. I don't remember. I don't have any of that money now because, of course, I don't. But um, it, it went to your sister for her birthday. Thirty dollars. <laughs> You're welcome, Madison. Happy birthday. Um, uh, so I would drive back and forth. I stayed with my cousin, but um, K Fan was great. I worked with Joe Nelson. Okay. Um, quite a bit. He was kind of my guy. He's over at the other yeah. building across this parking lot now too. Yep. Um, yeah, Joe Joe was great. He was kind of my guy there. He let me write on the website whenever I wanted. That's um, cool. I would go on air occasionally. Um, so that was fun. I mean, it only lasted four months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a place where I think they definitely could have their interns do more because mm-hmm. a lot of people that had an internship there, their job was to record and put the podcast on the internet. Sure. And that was it, where there's a lot of capabilities there if you wanted to you know, utilize the website. See, I only do the show on Saturdays, so I don't get to see any interns. I get producer Tony usually, yeah, and me and Charch and whoever's co-hosting, usually Brian with me or Scotty Fish or something like that. But we never see anybody else. It's just walk into the studio. Yeah. Sometimes we say hi to Trent Tucker walking yeah, like, out. Hey, hey, how's it going, man? And then uh, record the show, and it's super quiet, yeah. a clear channel. So. You got you got to see it when it was hopping. Oh yeah, and all and the good the stuff. The personalities, and I mean, it, it's fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, 
and then I got done with KFAN, and it must have been May or April, I found out that I got an internship with USA Today out in McLean, Virginia at their main offices. Wow. So that was awesome. And So you moved out there? I did move out there for, okay. it must have been four months, during the Olympics, uh, 2012. And it was um, it was kind of crazy because the my roommate was from Tennessee, went to the University of Tennessee. Another guy that we had went to Florida, and another guy went to Virginia. And they're like, how the hell did this Minnesota – where are you from? Minnesota State University, Mankato. Don't you know, you know what I mean? Like, this little bumpkin yeah, get like, in Yeah, how here. did he yeah. get in? Well, it turns out Steve Demaglio, he's their head golf writer, went to Mankato. I had a professor that wrote him a letter basically <laughs> saying, like, get him a job. Like, So I did get a job because of my credentials. Like, I literally got a job because I went to that school. So it's all lies is mm-hmm. what you're telling me. Yeah. yeah, and then I just kind of basically faked my way into getting this job. And um, No, but then – Just let me know if you want me to edit that one out. Okay? No, keep it. Keep it in there. That's fine. Um, and then I had that job for four months, and it was awesome. We worked from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., though, okay. on the night shift. Sure. And I don't know if you remember – I mean – big baseball guy you probably know that that uh there was like 30 no hitters that summer oh yeah that was like the, the crazy summer of no hitters in 2012 and they, like it i feel like 80 percent of them happened on the west coast so we were in virginia so these games are ending at like two in the morning right and they're like yeah. hey intern granted we're getting paid like no- nothing i think we're not like hourly it's just like a lump sum at the end of the month that like went by you know, a salad at Whole Foods. So we we get, you know, all these things, and we're staying like an hour, two hours later, p- putting photo galleries together, writing articles. Um, it's the same summer Lariana got traded. So yeah. it was fun, mm. but, I mean, like, I just remember being there. And my, my roommate, Kevin, who also had the internship with me, I remember every time he'd see a no-hitter, most people are like, yeah, like, go, he'd be sitting there. He's like, hit the ball. <laughs> like, somebody, please, dear God, get a hit. I want to go home. How about this for no-hitters that year? I just looked it up. Phil Umber on uh, April 21st. We didn't need him. Jared Weaver on May 2nd. Johan Santana, also former yeah. twin, <laughs> June 1st. Then Seattle had a six-pitcher combined no-hitter that included Kevin Millwood, Brandon League, Tom Wilhelmson, Charlie Furbush, Stephen Pryor, and Lucas uh, Lucci. Uh, I Lucas think he Lucci. made those people up. Yeah. <laughs> That was on that was on June eighth, so this was a week apart. That's actually, the next cast of The Bachelor. Those oh, six guys. Yeah. Yeah. Five days later, Matt Kane gets a no hitter. Felix Hernandez had one in August. Homer Bailey had one in September. Yeah, I just remember like there was like a ton of them. That's insane. Yeah. So I was uh, gonna say it was it was it a Roy Halladay year, but I think Roy Halladay his last no hitter was 2010. Mm. Rest in peace, yeah, Roy rest Halladay. Rest in peace. It said. So. So late nights at the paper. Late nights at the paper, um, but it was a blast. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Tim Gardner was our digital guy out there. I met Scott Gleason, who does some of their college basketball. Sure. Um, Jeff Zelgett. I mean, just a tons of connections, which was and it was awesome. It was, um, it was a lot of fun. And then you get come back to Minnesota, and, and you get the T-Wolves gig right away? No, I come back to Minnesota thinking, like, literally anybody, because I'm 22. E- everybody's going like, to want me. everybody's going to want me. Like, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> like, and so I come back home, and I just remember, so I, I immediately, instead of, like, moving back in with my parents, yeah. I, and by the way, I lost, like, 20 pounds in D.C. The first <laughs> thing my mom says when she's picking me up, she's like, you look horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, I lost my appendix that summer. Like, I had no oh, money. No. Yeah, it was just a crazy summer. Um, but 
I remember she, I'm like, not good to see you. It's like, she's like, we need, you need to go eat. And I'm like, I, don't, I have no money to eat because it's, you know, the schedule is so weird. Um, so instead of moving in with my parents, I'm like, I'm going to move to the cities. Like I got some money sure. saved up that I, I owe the government back eventually. <laughs> so I'll be fine. So I move in with a buddy and that's when, you know, I was, I think I lived with him for four months. He mm-hmm. was, uh, he was playing football at Hamlin and I just like ran out of money immediately. I started doing stuff for uh sports radar. Like, Oh, like, I, I wrote there yeah. for a little bit for Bo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did some previews and then I did stuff for, for you guys. Sure. Uh, a little bit at league post and, and it was just like, and you were on the baseball writing yeah, and, staff. There, and I'll tell right? you a secret: I knew nothing about fantasy baseball. <laughs> I literally like you're like Kyle. You're up today. We need an article. I'm like just doing all this research. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, perfect. Um, but it's just kind of grinding. Yeah. To make, any, I mean, I remember Bo was like, "This money's going to be like pizza money." I'm like, "No, this money's going to be like my life money. <laughs> like this is the only money I have. It's going to be ramen money." Um, so I actually went back home mm-hmm. after, it must've been G December. Mm-hmm. So I, I get back in August, move in to the cities. I lasted four months and yeah. I was like, I got to get back home. Like I got no money. I can't pay rent. Like I can't ask my parents for any more money. So I go back home and I actually, so I was like three credits away from getting my history major. Okay. So I actually just enrolled in classes at St. Cloud State University. Just to get just it out of the way. To kind of buy time and. So if people ask what you're doing, because there's nothing more, you know, when you're, yo, USA Today, what's next for you? You're like, ugh. <laughs> I was at the bar last <laughs> night with, with Hank. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Oh, Hank, yeah. They got good specials there yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, we accidentally <laughs> smoked a pack of Marb Lights. Like, do you smoke? <laughs> like, no, I don't. I don't think so, but Hank does. Um, let me tell you, Hank does. Um, so I took classes there, and then the – associate job open for the wolves which is which is kind of an internship mm-hmm. um for the, or for the links that summer okay and i it was something that i applied for the year before or right when i got back and i didn't get it yeah and then i applied for it again and luckily like in may i got it so the call came in yeah then i moved back to the cities and um so how long were you home like five months okay like five months enough right from in. enough for my parents to get really sick of me like, it's so good to have Kyle back. Like week two is like, it's so fair to have Kyle back. Like week four, it's like, dear God, Kyle, find a job. Get out of here. So I got that job. And then um, the Lynx won the championship that year. So it must have been an odd year. 2013? Yep. It was 2013. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So And then I was there for a year and a half as an intern. They told me, they're like, dude, we can't pay you this money like because i mean obviously you're intern you, you don't get paid much it's mm-hmm. just for the experience and i was the one that's like i'm totally fine working here until like i just get a full-time job and they're like well we don't know if you're ever going to get one yeah so i went to an agency downtown for three months and i think people like agencies i did not i didn't really fit in well mm-hmm. i'm one of those people when i work i'd rather extend my day from a seven hour work day or eight hour to 12 hours just because I like to read and mm-hmm. like, kind of just surf the internet and I'll get done with my stuff at the own time. There it was like deadlines, deadlines, like this, this, this. And I was like, ah, I want to finish this article on yeah. Grantland first. <laughs> like, can't Coca-Cola wait? Like, um, and then Mark Remy, who is my superior at the time at the Timberwolves, got a job at the downtown city council. Okay. And um, told me, he's like, dude, you should apply for the Wolves. And I got the job. Nice. So and and your job 
I mean, digital content manager probably entails a lot of things. Are you on the social platforms or I, I know I've seen you, you do articles and videos and stuff like that. Trevor was telling me that you open packs of basketball cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every Tuesday. That was awesome. just, always just tickled me. That was yeah. fun. People are like, you're a nerd. I'm like, you're watching my videos. You're also a nerd. Right. Like we can all be nerds. Uh, so the dig- I, I was web editor up until like four weeks ago. Okay. I, uh, like, kind of my role change into digital content manager. Okay. So uh, I guess what that entails is creating all the content for the website, mm-hmm. all the written content and photo galleries. Um, the videos will come through from our broadcast team, and they're fantastic. Yeah. And I, um, you know, read your description, headline, find out where to place it on the website. So I, yeah. I, all the maneuvering on the website I do. Sure. And then, um, you know, our social media coordinator is fantastic. Mm-hmm. She does her own thing. Every once in a while, she'll ask for help, um, and I'll I'll do what I, you know my best that I can. But her judgment is really good. So otherwise, I otherwise my only job is to open basketball cards. No, but but that, <laughs> no, but for written content, I, I come up with a content plan each week. I'll send it to my boss and our whole department. That that includes you know features on like on Mondays we do a week ahead preview on Wednesdays we do a mailbag so I'll do that later on today Fridays I have a column and mm-hmm. um you know and like last month like our, our web traffic granted and they always say this well the team shouldn't dictate how successful you are in other areas of oh, the but organization they absolutely, it absolutely but does it, it's hard not to like for the web for example sure. it's like well we could create the same content for a team that is 20 and 60 or, you know, 22 and 60. Which you've and done for the last which, couple of years. Exactly. And our numbers are different, mm-hmm. right? So, like, last month we were at, I want to say, you know, nearly, we almost hit, like, a, a number we haven't hit since Ricky Rubio came over. Mm. Came and which signed. Which is, yeah. you know, which just yeah. tells you kind of, like, where we're at. And, like, granted, we are trying new things with our content where, you know, we're trying to do less content and, and you know, kind of more of the quality over the quantity. Yeah. And I think we've done a good job. But a lot of that has to do when you have, you know, just because of that five-game winning streak, I was able to put up three more articles. We were able to put up a video. We sent out, uh, you know, an email to our our fan base that performed very well. So, you know, it all, once the momentum's riding with the team, it gives us a lot more opportunities where I think that the difference between this and, let's say, you're at the Athletic or, you know, wherever, like, behind your press, Star Tribune, is that, you can write whatever you want about the team if they're doing good or bad. Where if the Wolves are struggling, we're pretty limited to yeah. what we can mm-hmm. say because we are Timberwolves.com. Right. You're not going not gonna to burn bridges in your own exactly. organization. And, and I think yeah. people recognize that. Yeah. Like, And trust me, when I started, I thought I was Bill Simmons 2.0. Yeah. I was like, who can I go after? <laughs> like, Kyle, you can't say this yeah. about our players. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> and now it's like, gosh, you're such an idiot. Like 23-year-old Kyle is so stupid. Um <laughs> So you just, you know, you realize what you're doing. And I think the the biggest part is you have to realize fans are, they're also very aware um, that it's, when they go to Timberwolves.com, they know what they're, what kind of content they're getting, hopefully fun, informative, and, you know, hopefully a little bit of humor. And for you, this has got to be, I mean, the most exciting time you've ever been a part of the organization right now with the new stadium, Jimmy Butler coming to town, uh, Teague coming to town, uh, the new New Jerseys, the threads look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm still waiting on seeing what the fourth jersey looks like. Have you seen it? No comment. Hmm. 
<laughs> you don't have to tell me about it. No, I, I, <laughs> you guys, you guys get the inside I scoop. A couple. I think of weeks I know early. people that have seen it. Well, I know, but I can't tell you if I say no, I haven't seen it, then people don't think I'm as high up as I am. So no, I, I think they're. I think fans will be excited about them. Yeah, I, I'm kind of hoping that they just steal what the Lakers did. <laughs> be like, we're taking it back. M- MPLS <laughs> on there and be like, what? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like, what now? <laughs> what now, Lonzo? Come at me. <laughs> Um, so you've been, you've been with the club for now about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what, what's somebody from, from the Timberwolves or the Lynx who's maybe not with the, the club anymore that you were like, dang, this, this athlete was insanely cool. And just like an awesome interview and an awesome person. And just like one where when they left, you were like, dang, I'm going to, I'm going to miss that guy. Or I'm going to miss that girl. Yeah. Uh, so for the. For the Lynx, I would say Monica Wright. Yeah. She was very chill. Yeah. Um, we used to be able to practice, and every once in a while, Lindsay Whalen, she'll stay um, stay home. She is right now mm-hmm. during the off season. And, like, last year or two years ago, she asked us to practice with her all the time. Nice. And Monica Wright, you know, I think, I think she's with Seattle now maybe. Okay. Uh, she got traded to Seattle last year, I think. But she was great. She was always very fun to, to talk to, mm-hmm. very personable. Um, on the Wolf side, Corey Brewer, like hands down. Oh yeah, he yeah. was. I remember. So we were transitioning from and Brewer our, had two go arounds here, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I remember the the second time, um, I was still an intern. Our social media person left. She went to L.A. for a new job. We were, you know, getting people to apply for the new one. I didn't really want it, but they mm-hmm. said, Kyle, can you go to the state fair? Corey Brewer's walking around and whatever, mm-hmm. and. We pick Corey up, and he's just – it's like 7 in the morning. Like, we're – it's me and Aaron C. Hughes from PR, and we're just like, ugh. Like, we just <laughs> – ugh. What are you, it's 7 a.m. We're going to the state fair. Corey just hops in the car. He's like, what's up, guys? And it's like, oh, ow. And, you know, honestly, like, we walked around the whole day. At the end of the day, he bought us, you know, beer. It's like, you guys want – like, he's like, mini donut beer. Yeah. And granted, the, end of, do the end of the day means 1 p.m. Because we sure. got there at 7. Sure. But – um. And he's like, Kyle, what are you guys doing tonight? You got any buddies? And it's Thursday. And Thursday we go to Brothers yeah. to watch the football game. Um, and it was like, I think back then it was like $10 with your college ID. Mm-hmm. So all of us still had our college IDs. And I told Corey, and Corey's just like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he wanted me to be cooler. I'm like, sorry, dude. Not that cool. But And we, we brought him back. And yeah, uh, ever since then it was – because a lot of the guys – Despite being at like Jamal Crawford right now is like the so cool he's awesome to talk to he's one of the guys where he's like Kyle you know how's it going or yeah. you know he'll see Aaron or so and so yeah um, Corey was one of those guys and you know I think probably it's probably fifty or sixty percent of the guys are like that where they reach out and cause they don't need to talk to me no. they don't need to talk to anybody they they you know I mean your coworkers in some sense but not really yeah. at the same time exactly. and and it, it could be easy for them to go. Yeah, I'm making twenty five million a year. I can, can yeah. keep my nose up in the air and just walk around and exactly. do whatever I want. But. And I I'll say that the guys on the roster right now are all great. Like Jeff Teague's great, uh, you know, Carl and Andrew and the thing people confuse Andrew, he's quiet for being like bored or dismissive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's literally the same way he plays. Like if you watch him play, you're like, Oh, does he not care? It's like, No, that's Andrew. 
Like, think about how we signed that contract. He waited up until, like, the last, yeah. like, And week. it was as quiet as possible. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm really glad we got the deal done. Like, <laughs> I really want to be a Timberwolf forever. The least excited anyone's ever been about <laughs> and, 100. But, and the thing is, he is excited. Yeah. That's just yeah. Andrew. Like, you, you ask him, he's like, man, Andrew, like, that was a pretty exciting game. He's like, definitely. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it definitely was or wasn't. Like, I don't like, yeah. But that's just Andrew. So, um, Ricky was a tough guy to lose. Yeah, uh, I I loved Ricky. Just he was very he was very good, very honest all the time. Peck was great. Yeah, um, Kevin Love, despite what fans might think, was really good. Like before the end, but yeah, it's interesting to hear that you know some of these guys that that left town and maybe left town under the scrutiny of the media, or it seemed like he had a bad attitude or or whatever. That inside the confines of Target Center, they were just good dudes. Yeah, for the most part, I mean. Everybody was like, and a lot of it is they, I think that's outside of their control. Mm-hmm. Um, what people say about them and, oh, does this person play defense? You know, like, I don't know. Like, I think at the end of the day, like they are people. And yeah. I mean, like fun story about Jamal, we were in China and uh, that we're in a, this van going to this video shoot and all these fans are running up to the van. They see Jamal. Like, And by the way, chans- fans in China are freaking crazy. Sure. Like, if you're, oh, you're there's above, a billion you're people there. Five they're, foot they're, eight. Do you play basketball for a living? Like, like, I'm like, well, yes. I play at a lifetime league. I played three minutes last year. Um, Could have just walked around with that sweatshirt on and just have. been like, with my hood up. Been yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the third string point guard for the team. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably get in a little bit tonight. Watch <laughs> yeah, be like, me. watch me. Um, yeah, Aaron Brooks is my name. So, yeah. uh, no, but uh, all these fans come up to the side of the window, right? Mm-hmm. And most guys would be like. The driver's like, Jamal, don't worry. I'll get you out of here, you know, like, as fast as you can. Like, we don't need to stop for these fans. Jamal's like, no, dude, like, let's take a picture. So all these fans are in line outside of a van. They yeah. can just see him inside the window. And, and there's Jamal just, like, pretending he has his arms around them, taking <laughs> yeah. pictures. And it's like, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, Jamal's 37. He's been in the league for, like, 18 years. He doesn't owe anybody anything. Yeah. And he does stuff like that. So you do some uh, some bits on the road with the team too. I've seen mm-hmm. uh, in the past. Obviously, you're not on this road trip. I'm not. Um, do you, do you travel with the team about half time, uh, a little bit here and there? Probably like honestly, it's probably one or two road trips a year. Okay. Um, just based on scheduling mm-hmm. and to be and to be honest, like I'm able to get a lot of stuff. You know, it's 2017. I can get a lot of stuff. I don't need to be on the road with the team. Sure. Um, if Alan Horton's out there, he can send me audio. If yeah. You know, we get enough video from the league. So um, probably twice a year I'll go to All-Star every year. Okay. As long as we have. All-Star game this year? L.A. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, this past summer was crazy. I went to – or not summer, I guess, end of September. I went to San Diego for 10 days and then China for 10 days straight. It just – granted, the players did this too, so I can't complain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that was a very long time. My wife's cousin is one of the dancers oh. on the team this year. So she was out in China as so well. So she must – she literally – so my seat was right next to all the dancers. Mm-hmm. So I was just on the plane yeah. to China. So there yeah. you go. Um, who's your favorite player on the roster right now? To watch or to BS with or to watch? I think uh, – we, I mean, we'll just continue the Crawford. Crawford, he's to watch. He's so much fun. Yeah, because he's. I mean, his handles are crazy. He puts up shots where you're like, "What do you do?" Oh, okay. <laughs> like it, it went in. If if literally, if I had a dollar for, I mean, probably have like ten dollars. But 
<laughs> every time that I'm like, I'll sit at the house and he'll have a shot. And I'm like, geez, what do you do? Hmm. Okay. My roommates are like, what was that, Kyle? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> he made it fine. I get uh, excited when I see Jamal. You, you could tell he's going to shoot. He yeah. has the ball and he's going to shoot. You just don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah. Does he have a towel? He's going to have six crossovers first yeah. that are going to. But he is a better passer, I think. Like him and Gorgie have a little connection going on, like Zach Levinish, where like he can pass, like he makes plays. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's a good guy to BS with, too. Um, he's fun. I'm. Tr- tr- you know, Jeff Teague, I think offensively he's so fast. It's like, my goodness gracious. Yeah. How Jimmy, much, Jimmy's a good guy, too. How much did you have to do with uh, Jimmy Butler falling in the lake in a canoe? I had nothing to do with that. Mm-mm. It was it, a funny clip, though. It was a funny clip. Yeah, I don't know if he found it very funny <laughs> <laughs> when it happened, but I, I liked the scream. That was the best yeah. part. Ah! <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good video. Um, sky's the limit for this team right now. And, and I, I bet everybody in the organization kind of feels the same, but I mean, realistically the West is so beefy right now that, I mean, this team could be the fifth best in the NBA record wise and be the five seed and, and be up against a, a four seed that could be just crazy. Yeah. I know. And the West is, that's why it's like a, a, the seven and three start tied, tied for third in the, in the West right now. Yeah. Um, but you lose two games and then you're in the sixth seater. Um, my theory is, and the West is so good. I mm-hmm. mean, cause like Memphis is all of a sudden like good. And the thing is some of these teams that we didn't think would be good, maybe the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, Utah is playing. Okay. Um, Memphis at the beginning of the season, we were like, Oh, these teams won't be good. And then once they're playing well, we, you're like, Oh, that makes sense why they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, it's, yeah, it's in Oklahoma it's City. Like they were up battle. by like twenty last night to Sacramento, and they ended up losing. Mm, so once that team gets gets together, but it, I mean, it's a long season. We're ten games into it, about an eighth of the way. So, um, but I will say that that for the Wolves, I mean, there, I don't think there's a reason why they can't be a two or three seed. I mean, now that you look at it, with the Spurs, they took a few games back because Kawhi's not healthy yet. Um, the Rockets have Chris Paul; they could go on a skid. Obviously, the Warriors are the Warriors, mm-hmm. but. Um, at the beginning of the year, I think everybody said four, five, six, let's get to the playoffs. But now you look at the team and you're like, why not? Why can't we get a two or three seed? So, but at the same time, if you get a seven seed, it doesn't mean you're playing bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? It's just like this conference is so good. And there's only a handful of teams specifically in the West that just kind of look terrible. I mean, Phoenix obviously has its problems and they, but they could bounce back. Dallas just looks old and not good. Yeah. yeah just not, not a good. good team. The Kings are so young. The Lakers are still trying to figure out what they are, and mm-hmm. and Lonzo's got to just kind of get a handle on his game yeah. still. And uh, there's Stella. Stella always makes an appearance on the podcast <laughs> once awesome. once or twice. Um, but the Timberwolves right now, if they win tonight, they're tied for the one seed. Yeah, with 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 Houston. So I mean, that's that's a pretty amazing feat considering where they were last year at this time. And and for all these guys to gel together. Honestly, if you would have told me at the end of ten games they were seven and three, I would have been like, I probably would have said they were. If you, if I had to guess, I'd be like they're probably four or six, four and six, and five and five. Because it's it's hard to play when you have Carl, Andrew, Jeff, Jimmy. All four of them are used to being the one or two options on their team, and now you're going to have to take a back seat. And I think a lot of that goes to Jimmy because Jimmy does not care who gets credit. I like how you're on a first name basis with all these guys. It's like you work with them or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's just because I talk about them all the time. Like, I'm definitely not. The funny thing is 
that's like five years ago, I called Rick Adam and I just always called him Rick. And yeah. he's like, do you like talk to him? And literally I said no words in my life to Rick Adam. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why I do that. Like, I, just leave me alone. Um, what team are you most scared of besides the Warriors in the West? Hmm. I think the Thunder, and I know they've they, they've lost some games lately, but yeah, they've if they struggled can, a little bit. But yeah, I think are they like four and four and six, four and four and six, six right now, yeah. which including and, losing and, three in a row. And the Wolves have beaten them twice. Yeah, but um, I mean, I mean, there's really the Rockets are so good too. The Spurs once they get Leonard back, but I just think that but the when Thunder, Westbrook gets hot, the Thunder if they <laughs> if they can get rolling, yeah. with those three guys, and we haven't seen them scratch the surface yet mm-hmm. if they because we have to remember Melo got traded there right at the beginning of the training camp they yeah had no time so um i mean that's still a team where i look at their roster and i'm just like wow like that they could be really good so that's a team that if you're the four seed and they're the five seed in the playoffs you're kind of like oof, you know it's that's a tough matchup what do you think about the east right now i don't know what to think about it it's weird because cleveland appears to be the worst team ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like they yeah. have LeBron James, but they're the worst team in the league history. They don't play defense, and they're—I think—they're going to be okay too. But there's only so many times you can say, "Oh, it's only November." Well, right. then November, guess what happens? It turns into December, and then December turns into January, and you, these habits are still building. Because um, their roster configuration is a little weird, mm-hmm. because you have LeBron who can do everything, you have Isaiah Thomas who is not healthy, but even if he is healthy, you have him, Wade, and Love, three guys that. It's not that they don't want to play defense because there's a difference in the league sure. whether you want to or whether you can. These guys just can't play defense. Yeah, like no offense to them, but it's like Isaiah Thomas is five foot seven. Kevin Love is, you know, just limited athletically, and Dwayne Wade is old. Yeah. So it's, um, but the East, like Orlando, is in like second place. I think third right now. Third behind like, Detroit. Yeah, say Detroit. Like, yeah. De- Detroit's good. <laughs> I thought that was a bad loss when the Bulls yeah went down to Detroit. Now it's like oh. Maybe, You're like apparently they're, they're decent. Apparently yeah. they're a really good team. Yeah. Um, so, the, so what if this happens? What if what if the Cavs just kind of limp through the season and they're just they're just scuffling and Isaiah Thomas comes back a little bit later than they thought and they just weasel into the playoffs in the eighth seed and play Boston in round one? What the heck? And Kyrie, like, the, how the, horrible would that be to have yeah. that in round one? Though the NBA can't let that happen. No way. I, the thing is, but there's other teams like <laughs> Toronto and Washington. Yeah. And, um, like, it's it'll play itself out, obviously. And I guess if you're a Cleveland fan, you're not panicking after 10 or 11 games. But at the same time, it's like, eesh, like you got to, like, in the next 10 games, you got to do something. Because all of a sudden you you're, have a losing record at the next 10 games. Then you're three games below 500 a quarter into the season. And then it's kind of like, ooh, mm. you know, that's um, – it'll be interesting. That's the one thing I didn't – I didn't predict it to start the year that yeah. Cleveland would struggle as bad as they have. What was your take on the Kyrie trade? I was kind of shocked by it. It was kind of like the Butler trade where yeah. one minute I get a text saying like, oh, my God, if this trade happens. And then like I There look weren't up, any murmurs around the office about no, the Butler no. trade? Like, No, seriously. We might get Jimmy Butler. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> from like a web content standpoint, sure. you look at options. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I thought we were keeping the pick. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Woj put his tweet out. And we're all like, oh. So everybody acts like, oh, gosh, you, you guys must know days before. It's like, do you understand? Like, Tibbs and Layden, like, they don't know. And these are, like, two of the most well-prepared humans on earth. Yeah. They don't know two days. Like, I mean, obviously there's discussions behind the scenes. But, but also, they're not going to put it out to the 
people in charge of the social media accounts yeah. or, or anything like that. They're not going to tip no. their hand in any of you know, that way you? because it could ruin the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, But you did learn about the Butler deal through Woj. Yeah. Just like everybody else. That's crazy. You didn't, yeah. le- you didn't learn about it from inside the office. No. Woj. Thank you, Woj. Do you guys have a, sl- don't convinced- you guys have a Slack channel for Which- like trade chatter or something like that at work? Hey, guys, we traded uh, for one of the best <laughs> players in the league. Just a, just a heads up. Yeah, be like, you guys good? You guys got that, Woj? And like Woj is in our actual Slack message. Yeah, he tells us. <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, about to make a trade. It's like, geez, Woj, where'd you come from? Do you think there was any steam on Kyrie actually coming here? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think the Wolves, uh, after they made the moves they made, yeah. um, and then – with I, mean, I mean, from just a positional standpoint, it just didn't make sense because no. they would have had to trade Wiggins in order to do it. And then you have Wiggins, or you have you know, Teague Kyrie and, and Kyrie, yeah. and then yeah, I, I honestly that was one of those things where in I think the most telling thing about that wasn't the fact that the Wolves could have gotten Kyrie; it was that he had a list with the Timberwolves' name on it, right? Which for a Wolves fan was like, "Whoa, hey, like, all right, like, hum, babe, like, let's go." It's <laughs> pretty cool, yeah. Um, percent chance you think LeBron is a Laker next year? Um, I don't even know if I can comment on that, like as like an NBA employee. Oh, okay. But I'll just say like given the struggles, I mean, here's what I'll say. LA's putting themselves in a very good position for next summer. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, I think, has one year left. So. Okay. That's all he can say as an NBA employee. That's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, Trevor, mm. what questions do you have on this awesome so you touched on China a little bit, mm-hmm. and Jamal Crawford has been, you know, a very good, good player for a long time, but he isn't a star. Yeah. So I was curious the reaction, China's reaction to players when they came over, even not just not just Carl Towns or Jimmy Butler, but some of these guys that maybe. I mean, the reaction you wouldn't think. to like the the Warriors too. I mean, Kevin Durant's probably yeah. one of the most recognizable people on the planet. Yeah. No, they and they love and the Warriors. Well. I yeah. think obviously just because of the championship and. Um, I think this is like their third time in China. Sure. So I think that plays like I mean like somebody literally told me they're like this is like their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like the like NBA coming to China is like the biggest yeah. thing of that's going to happen all year for yeah. some of these people. So it's kind of like cool to put that in perspective. And whenever I complain about my job, I'm like, oh, this is kind of like, this is a Super Bowl. So <laughs> yeah, I should maybe not have a shitty attitude, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, like I think I'm trying to think who. Um, like Aaron Brooks played in China. Yeah. So I remember yeah. like we were going out of the hotel and like Aaron's a good dude and like I like him. But it, everybody's like, ah. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, what? And I'm like, it's Aaron Brooks. Like he's he's good. Like, does, he he, spe- does he speak a little bit of Chinese too? I, I don't know if he does. Okay. Um, we were at an event with John Lucas and Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And I was just say Jimmy Butler was at the event. Jim, yeah. John Lucas came with us. Yeah. John Lucas played there for like five or six years and they, apparently they call him the wizard. <laughs> so all these fans are coming up to him being like the wizard and i'm like what is happening and he's just like taking pictures while like jimmy's over in the corner by himself yeah. i'm like what like what is going on you need a cool chinese nickname yeah uh, obviously i don't know i don't know if i i don't know if anybody has any idea who i am in china but Did you see a lot of uh steph marbury jerseys over there i didn't see any really trying, no i oh. didn't i'm trying to think the weirdest jersey i saw there huh yeah, it's it was kind of funny because it's like at an event like that, if they, if you own a basketball jersey, you just wear it to the game. So it's like I think American sports fans just oh. put on any jersey they can if they're going to a sport. Yeah, event. they're like, oh, we're going to a football game. Let me put my Larry Fitzgerald Cardinals. It's like, dude, it's Bears Vikings. Yeah. I don't care. Larry's from Minnesota. It's like, well, this is, okay. Or a Carmelo Anthony Knicks jersey, like mm-hmm. at, at, 
at a, at a Viking game too. I see that kind of crap all the time. We have this thing on Twitter that I tweet out. It's called Irrelevant Jersey Watch. Yeah. It's so like the other day that somebody was wearing a Maurice Jones Drew jersey at the Wolves game, and I took a picture <laughs> of it. <laughs> I'm like, Wolves Hornets, Irrelevant Jersey Watch. Like, I like this. Yeah. We did an obscure jersey. We tried to do the obscure jersey day here at uh, Yeah, I was off. I don't know off, how it went. Uh, it didn't, didn't go well. We got to really fire that back up and make sure that we at channel everybody that mm. morning on the Slack yeah. channel. Get your obscure jersey. We have an old school uh, Mark Price Cavs. Oh, somebody. Uh, yeah, it's hanging up on the. You can probably see it out the hanging, window right there. Hanging from the rafters. I have a Robert Ory jersey. That's my. Lakers, Lakers. Robert yeah. Ory. Yeah, big shot, Bob. Oh, I I was hoping it was going to be Houston Rockets. That'd be better. Yeah, I have a lot of jerseys though. So, what's your favorite jersey? Mm. I have a Steve Nash Suns jersey. Okay, I love that one. Shaq, a Magic jersey. Um, hmm. I, ne- I never owned a basketball jersey because I didn't like the sleeveless aspect of it because yeah. I, I was a scrawny white guy my entire career. And whenever I played basketball in high school and stuff, I was the T-shirt guy. Oh, yeah. And so, like, like look at look at these arms. They're super white up there. I don't need to show <laughs> that off. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, So I, I, I always went with football jerseys and baseball jerseys and, and hockey ones because yeah. I'm a big hockey fan, too, so. I feel like everybody, I'm 27 as well, and I think everybody our age owned either a purple Toronto Raptors jersey mm-hmm. or a Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. I had a Charlotte Hornets Larry Johnson. Yeah. I don't. Just the colors. And I don't the, know why I have it or who yeah. got it for me, but. You got it. Everybody was doing that back then. Yeah. yeah. I also had the Charlotte Hornets uh, starter jacket. Ooh. Which is like the quintessential 90s kid. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a starter. I had two starter jackets when I was a kid. I had a, <laughs> I had a Saints one, New Orleans okay. Saints. Because I was like, oh, the black and gold, that yeah. looks cool. And it was the Saints logo with, like, Louisiana on it. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's." that's and they were terrible back they then, were right? Yeah, terrible not good. Back. They were oh, just a badass-looking starter coat, though. I got a uh, Buffalo Bills starter jacket. Mm. So I liked, apparently I liked the Bills. So it's like, if you can't like one team that goes 0-4 in Super Bowls, why don't you like another? <laughs> like them all. It's like, like all the losers, Kyle. <laughs> Um, again, Kyle Radke can be found at Kyle underscore Radke on Twitter. Um, Hey man, thanks for coming in. This was, this this is really fun. It's nice that you're, uh, just a couple blocks away and, and, and not too far. I'd like to sit down and chat, uh, maybe as we get a little bit closer to the playoff run too, we can, we can do some more basketball chatter, but, uh, yeah. Um, thanks for coming in and, uh, for Trevor and, uh, and Kyle Radke, this is, uh, Matt Harrison signing off.